Hey mom, first things first, thank you. It's my one year anniversary of my decision to say, yes, I need help, and yes, I choose me. And that's the miracle. I'm lucky that the strongest person I know is my own mother. Love you, mom, Maxwell. Be that strong person who makes the difference. If your loved one is struggling with drugs and alcohol, reach out to Karen for a different kind of addiction treatment. Visit caron.org slash lost. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is the brighter side, and today's episode is from a special request from a fan who a year ago we sat down with uh, Miss Janish Meeting, and she's a Lakota comedian, and we talked about the treatment of Native Americans in America, and we said there was going to be a part two, and there was never a part two, so here's part two a year later. It's been a year? It's been a year. This feels like Twilight Zone area. Los Angeles doesn't have seasons. So we're checking our privilege this week, and we're learning about (laughs) the most ignored people in America, and that is indigenous people. You shouldn't even be calling them Native Americans. Is that correct? You know, it's good to say the right thing. I will say it's not wrong to say Native Americans, but a lot of Native people don't say the American part. In the that. thing uh, is, Natives- not, you're not Americans. Yeah. Because we're the fucking Americans. We right. came here. You were already here. Yeah. So that's why it's Native people, Indigenous people. Uh, but that's, you know, those are the two good ones, right? I think so, yeah. All right, good. We just make sure you're saying the right <laughs> thing. Because it's so it, it is so steeped in murder. <laughs> When you say the wrong thing, <laughs> that you have to say the right thing. And uh, also, uh, not not to mention a fan who loved the other episode and wanted to hear our part two. I also, it was Columbus Day recently. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. I, it now is, I, it is both on my calendar, on my, I, on my MacBook calendar. It is Columbus Day and Indigenous People Day. It is, both are listed. I cannot delete either. Um, I tried to delete Columbus Day just so it said Indigenous People Day, and um, Apple would not let me. Oh, <laughs> come on, Apple! But um, so just basically, Janet. Also, uh, I, I've, I've skipped a I skipped a, se- uh, a step. Hello, how are you? <laughs> hello, hello. I'm great. <laughs> I got real excited. I've I been for we I've been I've been researching this for a week, Ugh. and. Um, I wish that for this episode we could not be called a comedy podcast because this will probably not be funny at all. <laughs> yeah. Hey, <laughs> I'm going to do my damn best, okay? <laughs> uh, but doing the the little bit of research that I was able to do, I honestly could only come to one conclusion, and that is that we are still actively trying to erase these people from the earth. 
Mm. It is uh, very depressing. They don't have a chance. And uh, what's going on on the reservations is unforgivable. It is a third world country. And there aren't even houses. Tell, the yeah, time. tell the thing about the subway thing. Because I, I lived in a food desert for a bit. And that was hard. And I'm a younger, gorgeous, <laughs> sexy woman. <laughs> vibrant. But it was hard to like carry the groceries back home uh, over a mile. And I can't imagine having kids. I can't imagine... Because you, you just want to go to the deli right next door and get a little honey bun. It's right there. It's 50 cents. <laughs> honey bun. But if you keep doing that, it's just going to be diabetes. It's going to be lots of health issues. And didn't you say a subway was put on a reservation and say they said, oh, I've never seen a cucumber? Yeah. Uh, there was people who started working there, and it was the first time they ever saw cucumbers and green peppers. And because it's food deserts. Yeah. Uh, basically, there's no... It's extreme poverty. And when you're dealing with extreme poverty, you can't afford to have vegetables shipped in especially in the dakotas in the winter and Mm -hmm. they ain't growing anything in these fucking ice dens so it's uh it's impossible but let's we'll get to that later okay Um, i'm I'm shooting the horse let's start with columbus day okay um jana why does it need to change why do we need to eliminate columbus day treat us like idiots (laughs) yeah I mean, I've got such a fucking heart on right now. Uh, I once Googled when is Christmas, so I'm an idiot. Well, first of all, I just want to say, you know, there is nothing that makes me hornier than white people who want to talk about native issues. So (laughs) I'm in the mood to treat, to just uh, sub everybody. Hell yeah, get the Um, lube out. Get ready to get pegged with some history. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, Columbus did... Well, for so many reasons, we don't celebrate Columbus anymore. Mm -hmm. Uh, Culturally, I'm just going to say... I'm just going to say we don't. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Some people do, and it's weird that they do. Um, Many cities around the nation are changing it to Indigenous People's Day, uh, thanks to us (laughs) uh, demanding it. And, um, you know, the, I guess the easy answer or one easy reason that we shouldn't celebrate uh, Columbus is because the arrival of Columbus, he didn't step foot on America at all. So there's no, truly the no, yeah, there's no reason to even honor him. But the legacy of Columbus is... Uh, essentially the foundations of settler colonialism, which is what uh, it, it, which is the greater project that has got us to where we are today and is essentially the project that uh, launched um, indigenous genocide across the uh, across North America um, and other countries and uh, and uh, the transatlantic slave trade. So mm. all of these things are related. And- Bad and he's a rapist, yeah. Also, he's a rapist. There I mean, well, yeah. But we celebrate a lot of rapists. I mean, the founding fathers were also rapists. Yeah, so. everybody's a rapist. Everybody's yeah. a fu- every fucking man is a rapist. <clears throat> Present company excluded. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate uh, that. Thank you for giving me the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I guess just the foundations of the the whole the whole Columbus Day thing is uh, it's now become I think. Uh, the legacy of Columbus has become this kind of like um, this bastion of like Italian pride somehow, which is wild because I believe Columbus was working for Spain. Yes, yeah. but he's an Italian man. He's an Italian right. man who went to the but Spain. But also Italy wasn't a thing at that time. He wasn't Italian 
Uh, Ita- was Italy just, was created later. So he was just from the land. Maybe he was Portuguese or something. Or well, there was, Roman, I guess. Or, yeah, you know, yeah. Because you know, there was Rome. You know, Rome's right. been around forever. You know, so right. there's, there's like the idea of Italy and right. know, I'm sure there was spaghetti. Yeah, they know. were oh. eat, still eating pizza. <laughs> Columbus um. on his boat is eating pizza <laughs> and a wife yeah. beater. Yes. And the Italians have been screwed over a lot, too. I mean, they've had their fair share of inventions yeah. taken from them. And, sure. you know, there is some uh, Italian man made the telephone and stuff like that. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, so so I they mean, could call his wife and so scream they, at her. They love, they're very prideful people. Yeah, they have also an Italian Pride Day that is not Columbus Day. So you don't hmm. get two days, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> here's my thing, though, with making Columbus Day Indigenous People Day. I think it being Columbus Day is sad. It should be yes. a, a, so. It should, you should have a different day, a, a better day that where you can yes. celebrate. Because I know Thanksgiving's bullshit. And, oh yeah. And, and the so it would be like I would think a good day to celebrate rather than a day to like we took this day back from the guy who was responsible for all of us getting murdered. Right. You know. So mm-hmm. I, 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 would, I would. I think that's one of the everything is. Um, it's all steeped in so much sadness well and i will say that while it is sad it is a sad indigenous history is uh it's a a history of terrorism essentially domestic terrorism Mm -hmm. and while that is the case i will say that like native people survived it and with amazing resilience and um just with a with an incredible with incredible heart and soul and and humor about it i mean the the way that the ways in which native people have uh i think risen out of a lot of this trauma is inspiring to me at least and the fact that we like every day every year that passes and a new new a couple new cities will you know embrace indigenous people's day and be like this is now indigenous people's day like seattle i think like Los Angeles has its Indigenous People Day officially. It has to be like a city ordinance. Or I think like states can do it too. I'm not sure. Anyway. Nothing on the East Coast probably. (laughs) I'm not sure. Yeah, (laughs) New York for sure now. But what's something white people can do to celebrate Indigenous People Day? Well, there's a lot of things that go on. and And I will say with every passing year, Native people celebrate it more widely. So as a community ourselves, as communities ourselves um we are um like finding a lot of liberation in celebrating our our existence and our heritage and and you know on the on indigenous people's day there's a lot of cultural organizations that put up uh that do we do powwows and like celebrations and cultural celebrations and depending on what city you live in you can find something um campfire Sure. Good old fashioned bonfire. Well, not in LA I don't know. right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Time. yeah, I saw I two say. fires that oh. It's fire season in LA, and that's a weird thing to say. Fire season? Three Octobers yeah. in a row make it fire season. All yeah. right, rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. so there's, I think, like, you know, it's just, while it is sad, and, and I do want to also try to help us defy the narrative that being native is sad it's all fucking it's a huge bummer because there also are people who are thriving and the more yeah. visibility that we have as a people the more able to thrive in modern mainstream society yeah we can. and that's what this podcast is about positivity uplifting yeah come on 
on, why do I got to be the brighter side here? I appreciate yeah. it. I need, I need, I needed someone to tell me because I've been. You're bummed out. I've been, I, uh, honestly, I've like, cried three times this week. Jesus, just watching these videos of missing women and fucking oh, just like fuck, it yeah. was just that shit. Nah, I mean, yeah. domestic right, abuse. Bad. Let's let's try to let's get into the the reservations a little bit, and sure. um, they. Uh, the reservations, it's weird because it's America, but it's not in a weird way mm-hmm. because it's almost like it's its own country because there's different laws and different police, but they still use our currency and pay taxes. Hmm. Right. Correct? Correct. Um, but the poverty is extreme and uh, the, um, the joblessness, the, uh, the unemployment is at an astronomical rate. There is uh, some... Reservations that have an unemployment of 69%, while the rest of America is at 6.7%. And that is a, a huge, uh, unfathomable difference. And there, there are no jobs for the people who live there. And why is that? Why are there no jobs on the reservation? Um, well, I guess the simple answer to this is that... Uh, the settler government that we have, or the U.S. government, hates Native people. <laughs> Truly hates us. It seems uh, like it's, that's true. I mean, they tried to kill us for uh, hundreds of years. Yes. So um, the worst genocide this world has ever seen. <laughs> you can I'm like, and, I, and this is coming from a Jew, and so <laughs> it is just like it is. It, you know, there's still a lot of Jewish people everywhere, and they're thriving. You know, th- that is not the case when it comes to uh, to native people. But I feel like if you were to pop an Amazon factory over there, they would just completely um, uh, use them, not in a yeah. good way, you know? Yes, in a, in so a it's way weird. there is a lot of, you know, there's, when we, well, that's true for any impoverished community. You, it, there, when, a, when a community experiences um, poverty and in, a, in native communities, there's a lot of, similar to the black community because of, slave slavery and um the slave trade um there's a lot of intergenerational poverty so we're talking about generations of people who have who are inheriting the debt the financial you know the economic debt and the and the ownership debt and the also the um emotional debt that has come from a legacy of being disempowered and excluded from government um but yeah, the when we talk about reservations, uh, it's important to me to see each reservations are a, a, an interesting concept because they are allotments of land that were essentially given to uh, indigenous people through various treaties and laws um, during westward expansion and there are a lot of um native tribes who are not federally recognized who were not given land so there are also a lot of nations i will call them nations um nations of um native people on this in this country and in canada who um who don't have reservations they don't have land they're just lost um they just exist in urban areas you know and and that Uh. is a reality too is that there's there's a lot of native people who um, have left reservations and live in urban centers and live as city Indians like myself yeah. and, uh, and or have been through things like the, um, the 60s scoop in the 1960s. There was a social worker movement where uh, the social work community thought 
Native people are so disempowered and sad and they're not able to raise their children. And because it's so impoverished, let's take their kids from the mothers and and, uh, foster them out to white families. So these like integration Mm. practices, we also have a history of like forced assimilation that has happened. And it's... uh, Essentially, it's family separation, the same thing that we see happening now with the Trump administration and people who are South American, Central American people, indigenous people who are, you know, trying to find safety are instead through forced assimilation being uh, torn apart from their families and put into concentration camps or, you know, just like devastating generations of of the future of these people. Um, So reservations were are like a segregated uh, plot of land that has been dwindled down over time um, and is a, basically a tool, uh, has been a, a tool for the settler colonial project. And I'm going to keep saying settler colonialism because that yeah. is the greater encompassing project with which we have to look at this issue. Yeah, it's hundreds of years old. Yes, it's it it's happened. It, it, is, it was planned. It was coordinated. It was organized. This is how it is supposed to be and it's, notori- it's also notoriously the shittiest land because we took all the best land and gave you guys the shitty stuff. Yeah, I mean, well, to to there, it depends because when we're talking about reservations, you're talking about hundreds of different plots of land, and some yeah. reservations have done quite well. You mm-hmm. know, when they when people are given autonomy over their land and they're able to run it and and financially invest in it. For example, there are, you know, certain plots of land in the Navajo Nation that have done quite well for themselves. And, the you know, as well. um, they got yeah, an Applebee's and um, yeah. they got they, an Applebee's. I don't know if they got an Applebee's, but they might have a Starbucks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, they definitely got fish concerts. <laughs> 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 they, they, ha- they, you know, what they do is they, uh, instead of letting outside industries come in and extract the resources, um, like what we saw at Standing Rock, which uh-huh. was really a land protection issue, a resource protection issue. Um, the people were saying, "We don't want you to come into our la- come onto our treaty land that we that that is our land and has been our land uh, for generations." Um, and then the pipe and broke. take and take the oil. If we yeah. want to break ground and sell our oil to you, your nation, that's our prerogative. But yeah. we don't want to fucking do that. So you can't do it either. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll put our lives on the line to protect this because it's what we have. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's crazy to think that it's 2019 and we're still taking land from Native people. Yeah. I, I don't know. Fucking greedy-ass <laughs> fucking white people, man. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and there is a, a lot going on here, and there's so much to unpack. Uh, we're going to get to uh, what we can. Uh, obviously, facts are hard when it comes to this issue because... Uh, there is uh, no one's taking them down, and you you can you can you can say what you what you read, but then you read different things from other places. Like even the population of indigenous people is disputed by the millions yeah. in, in certain places. But yeah, that's uh, why people go missing yeah. because they're like, who I don't know how many people are here, or what your names right. are. So a lot of <laughs> girls, especially, just go missing, and they're like, where's you know Sally Ann? Or sorry, yeah. I'm from the south, so that's five thousand yeah. five hundred women have been missing since two thousand five. Was yeah. one of the things, stats I've read today. Yeah, uh, which is insane when insane. there's only a, a couple million of them. Right. Well, and we also, also have. I think the 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 census data says that native people come native people 
have the same amount of this is going to hopefully blow your mind it blew mine there are as many indigenous people in north america as in the americas within our borders um there are as many indigenous people as there are asian americans the Hmm. population is the same really yes so there are native people living off reservations and and mm-hmm. and are enrolled or not enrolled tribal members and have native are native. Uh, yeah. So, but but we are so silenced and invisible in in contemporary culture through the the project that um, it's been so effective um, that we're only now starting to like what you're talking about for example the data collected about our people um you know we're starting to collect our own data and and be able to publish our own data which is a huge source of autonomy for us to be like you people aren't gonna fucking collect data about us so we're gonna collect our own and we'll give it to you and we'll show you that we exist and we're we're employed and we're doing you know we're educated and we live in this society as well and yeah. You know, so it's, yeah, it's really important. Ever buy something online, then find out you could have gotten it for less? That's worse than getting diet potato chips. Not to mention, once that happens, you feel like you could be overpaying every time you shop. Luckily, I have Honey, the free browser extension that saves you time and money when shopping online. Honey scans the internet for coupon codes and other discounts. Then, like magic, it automatically applies the one with the biggest savings to your cart at checkout. It knows about every coupon code, sale, or discount at over 20,000 sites like Amazon, Macy's, J.Crew, Domino's, Sephora, Target, and more. I love clothing shopping at Domino's. Just shop like normal and Honey finds you savings. And believe me, it feels amazing. Like warm butter on your fingertips. Amazing. Like... An ice-cold glass of milk. Amazing. Like peeling dried glue off your hand. Amazing. I was shopping on J. Crew's website, and I saw a belt that I loved, and I got $10 off with a discount. Huh. How nice. Honey has found its 10 million users over a billion dollars in savings. Listen, there's really no reason not to use Honey. It's free to use and installs on your computer in just two clicks. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash brighterside. That's joinhoney.com slash brighterside. It's really hard to collect this data because they have a lot. They have, don't have that many people working for them in these vast areas because mm-hmm. a lot of the a lot of the reservations. Um, I've did a lot of I, most of the studying I I did was on the Pine Ridge Reservation, and uh, they have thousands of acres of land. Uh, they're as big as Delaware. Mm-hmm. And they have 18 cops. 18. 18 cops. For the whole thing. I mean, it's not, it, per person, it's, it's you know, it's it's not as bad as you would think, but for land. Right. You know, it's, in, you can't, when people go missing, you can't find them. Mm. There's just no, there's so, and there's so much forest that's so thick that you just can't get through it. And people have been looking for their family members for years. And just trying to find closer closure to these situations, and I mean, they're finding bodies from decades ago when wow. they're looking for people, and they and they have to go through the heartbreak over and over again of thinking they found their sister or their mother or you know or their cousin, but when in fact they they didn't, they found some other 
poor bastard from 20 years ago and they have to figure that crime out now and yeah. it's and a lot of times and with the when people coming onto the reservation uh i like white people and causing crimes and selling drugs and stuff like that the tribal police aren't even allowed to arrest them uh and they have to wait for uh, outside uh sheriffs to come in from the next county to arrest the people who aren't members of the tribe and which is insane because what's the point of having cops if they're not allowed to arrest people? Yeah. <laughs> like, so it's, yeah, the jurisdictional is, the jurisdictional issues um, are strange. Yeah. And they're they're extremely challenging uh, because reservations are considered federal land. Mm. Um, you know, they are they are owned in trust and they um, essentially belong to the government and are just a gift yeah. <laughs> they're a gift to us um and so if there's a murder like i'm sorry yeah. to interrupt you the fbi has it's to like, come it's in it's gotta be the fbi and it's not cops yeah. they don't they're not dealing with it on their own they right. have they're not allowed to right which is fucking bananas right um, who else is going to be able to solve the crime better than the people who know everyone yeah, yeah. you know it's just it's it's insane yeah what's going on and not to mention that there's just also a general in our country we're already not caring about women, uh, violence against women at yeah. all. Yeah. <laughs> so it's such it's at the bottom of so many you know so many people's concerns who are p- lawmakers and uh, p- Congress people um, and I don't even include our president. Who <laughs> the hell? Who is he? Um, uh, he is I read no- that um, you, a man can be like non-native and marry native woman, live on the land, and he could beat his wife legally and nobody could do anything about it? Yeah, the tribal police cover uh, the land, but also if you are a non-enrolled person uh, living on native land, the tribal police do not have jurisdiction over prosecuting you oh my god so you can it's kind of like the fucking wild west out there which is why there are so many human trafficking issues and especially with these extractive industries these oil companies and these gas companies that come onto tribal land in order to mine resources there's a huge uh violence against women issue when we bring outsiders who are largely men um coming into this land that they know that they will not be penalized for you know committing crime um and so the the two issues are really you know they they really have this strong intersection where extractive industries and and the land theft that happens through corporate investment on tribal land also brings outsiders in that no goods no goods that that are Bad men. you know yeah. just doing what they please and we and it's it's just it's still a war. Like, there's a very clear war that is still happening between the indigenous people who are fighting tooth and nail for our own sovereignty and for our own... Basic human rights. Yeah, basic human rights. And the government, who just persists and yeah. continues to try to beat us back um, it's in like whatever Saul. way possible. And we know... <laughs> it is. And we know that the the truest, the, the, the real victims of any war are women and children. Yeah. Oh, I think Clinton said that, Hillary. And then a lot of men are angry about that because they're like, but I go to war. But I'm like, but you leave for war. And then you also have a gun in your hand. You have a gun in your hand. Yeah. Yeah. And you leave. So what do you think happens to the women and children after you leave? Do you think we're at home just knitting sweaters? We're getting raped, buddy. Yeah. It's rape all day, every day. 
Yeah. We're talking rape here, people. <laughs> Lots of rape. And the the, 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 the the tribal police, their hands are also tied because of the lack of funding that's coming in to support them. And I mean, honestly, I've seen a lot of interviews with these guys and God bless them. They, you know, it's a, it's a thankless job and that is nearly impossible to do, but they still try and do it. But there's, it's not like they have like CSI, you know, like they don't have this kind of like the technology. Like you look at the NYPD, they have as many police officers as Australia has soldiers. Right. You know, they got tanks and submarines and fucking drones. And, yeah. you know, there's ways to stop people from doing shit. I know it's very populated and they need it there. But when it, when you go on these on these reservations, there's less than nothing. I was in New York and um, I was walking. It was a midtown morning going to work. And then I got out. And um, there was about 20 armed guards, not police, some kind of special forces. Yeah, militarized police. Yes, (laughs) head to toe in body gear and Mm AK-47s. And we all just kind of kept walking like, la-da-da-da, don't pay attention. And I was like, what did we almost miss? Like, was there supposed to be something that... (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, all the time. Even yesterday on the 101, there was a cop not letting anyone drive past him. And then all of a sudden it was like cleared to go. It's like, oh man, what activity oh, did you just God. thwart? That we have no idea. <laughs> yeah. When I worked with the police in uh, New York on a comedy show, they they like, gave me like a backstage pass to like the places you would go. And I, when I saw, I've talked about this on the show before, but uh, there is a, in the the briefing room where they go every day to like say like, all right, we're looking for this guy, we're looking for that guy, you know, stuff like that. And they have like. Um, Clipboards full of uh, what are those uh, mug shots that you got to look through? Yeah. And one of the clipboards wasn't of mug shots; it was mug shots of bombs that they found all over the city. Oh. And it was just like it was like literally one of them was three sticks of dynamite with a clock and a gap bag that they found <laughs> oh on the subway. My God. cartoon bomb. Like, they don't tell us about it, but that shit happens all the time. Yeah. There is a reason that there are suicide bomb train dogs. Yeah. You know, it's like they were specifically. They they're taught to under to hear ticking in a bag or movement in a bag. So yeah. that's why and I was talking to one of the guys and I was just like I was like a suicide bomb dog. I was like, Well I hope he's never found anybody, you know, and he's just like, Oh, you'd be surprised. It's like Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. Wow. You know, I mean there are bad people everywhere. You yeah, know? but why do they want to hurt New York? I love New York. It's got pizza. Because it's so popular. Yeah. Oh. There's so many people. You know, oh. but I what mean, a, that's but, the goal of terrorism, I think. I guess that's it. Just <laughs> disrupt all of it. Just terrorize the shit out of people and make them scared all the time. Now, I have a question. So, I was in Woodstock recently and I uh, drove in on the bus and it felt spooky, like Stranger Things. Uh huh. And my friend said, uh, Don't stand there on the sidewalk when we got off the bus because she said it's a giant Native American burial ground. <laughs> and then she, I was like, Huh? And then she said, Um, uh, natives poison the ground, and they said uh, any white person that moves here is going to go insane. That's is that true? No, probably no. a great urban legend. Yeah, I, I think can. that we're scared of because uh, we are traditionally scared of native burial grounds. But I think it's just because of our own guilt of yes, I think it's there. fully white guilt. <laughs> I think it's one hundred percent white guilt. I also think like people are just scared of native people scared you're of spiritual and you're in touch with the earth i also think that like the legacy of native the, the some of the there's a reason that native people have been painted as peaceful and loving and, and the new agey 
way of seeing Native people is like we are at one with the earth and we are peace, you know, and we and we are we're spiritual and blah blah blah. And well, yes, that's all true. <laughs> uh, well, well, yes, we are amazing hippies. We also pretty rock and roll though. We're fucking badass. We are fighters, man. We yeah. the government fucking had to sign treaties with us so that we wouldn't kill them. They couldn't win. They couldn't beat us. They, the only way that they were able to systematically um, eventually fight us back was through disease. Chemical warfare. Chemical Ooh, warfare. The, the, the earliest, most powerful form of warfare that has ever happened in the world happened with fucking sexually transmitted diseases. Yeah. Smallpox <laughs> on yeah, blankets. Yeah, smallpox and, and shit. And, and they, and that, you know, that is... Other than that, they are petrified of us because yeah. we fucking kick their asses all the time. We and we got to come their asses. Yes, and we were kicking <laughs> yeah. their fucking asses until they brought brought disease. Now, that pervasive savage narrative is also very true, and it scares people. White people, settlers were scared of native people because we fucking didn't want them. And we yeah. were killing them. And we were kicking their asses. They you know? would ride like hundreds of miles out and teach a family a lesson. Yes. <laughs> yes. And uh, now, correct me if I'm wrong. Scalping is actually a white person thing, right? Yes. We invented scalping. Yes. Can you tell me the details of that or what uh, you know about that? What I know is that it was a gov- – the, the, uh, there were certain – I don't know if it was a an actual – federal law or what what it was but eventually there was a time during um the indian wars as they say Mm -hmm. um that you could if you were a settler or a a colonist you could get money for uh the scalp of an indian oh so uh i don't know how much money it was worth but uh i've also heard that the term redskins comes from that um from the blood that from came the from scalping. Blood that came from scalping. Jesus, <clears throat> I don't Christ. know again if that's true, but yeah, the orig- the origins of scalping were uh, white people. Yeah, white soldiers, and and also all the government encouraged it. Mm. Yeah. Somebody told me this like torture technique a native woman found, and it's like if you were if you're a white person that moved in, they would like take animal hide and wrap it around you and then leave you out in the sun and then you slowly just die that way because the hide like turns into jerky so it gets tighter and tighter so you just suffocate that might also be wrong too somebody told me I think I got a bunch of lion friends (laughs) (laughs) there's so many fucking myths about natives like it's it's wild because you're you know the the reality is is that Native people are just nuanced human beings with entire lives and existences outside of the white lens. So whenever yeah. there's like, hey, is this true about natives? I'm always like, I maybe, <laughs> <laughs> maybe a little bit. I don't know. Like, I don't know. It, it's I have never done that, uh, but it's fascinating. 
Something that blew my cool. <laughs> something blew my mind this morning is there's this mountain in Australia that a lot of the natives were like, "Don't climb that! Like that's our mountain. We love mm. this mountain," and uh, people climb it all the time. And they finally got a bill passed saying like it's unable to be climbed. Yeah. And people are lining up to climb it, and I'm like, just leave them alone. Once Seriously. you're told you can't do something, everybody wants. Everybody, to do it. there's a line to go up this fucking mountain. Just people want it. Give them the mountain. That's well, you know the- what's interesting about that is that. Um, in other countries, like in New Zealand, and I believe in Hawaii, um, which is also an in, has several indigenous nations on that land, um, the the government uh, with by from the pressure of indigenous the indigenous population, their governments end up um, uh, uh, giving certain land, certain monuments or uh, plots of land that the indigenous people say. This is sacred. Yeah. We've been using this for b- way before you fucking came here. This is our thing. Like, don't go on there. Yeah. They will, what they'll do is they'll um, assign, uh, give personhood to those plots of land. So, um, I can't remember the name of the mountain, but uh, there is a mountain, and I now I can't remember if it's in New Zealand or Hawaii, but recently was uh, given the same rights as a person yeah the world's wealthiest woman in australia owns mountains can you imagine owning mountains that'd be cool yeah i can because we, <coughs> we do <laughs> <laughs> right. and that's right. the only reason they haven't been completely mined for fucking coal and shit is yeah. when native people actually own them and protect them yeah and national parks as well but man it's it's there are more there are 562 Native American tribes in America. Mm-hmm. Uh, in some of that's, which... Those are, that's federally recognized. That's federally recognized. Yeah. So there's actually more. <laughs> oh, yeah. How many would you I say? I think there were, there's a stat that, like, pre-colonial, there were three... There were somewhere around 300,000 wow. uh, actual indigenous nations with their own... Language. Languages, cultures, belief systems. Um, there was recently... Um, a, a tribe in uh, in Northern California where the last person died and the oh. language is dead. And, you know, and so it's just that that is continuing to happen and it's going to keep happening. Uh, apparently, not in the not, it's not going to happen to the major tribes, but a lot of these ones that you've never heard of are yeah. disappearing. The Tongva tribe, I think, is the native people to California, mm-hmm. and I think the person died a hundred years ago, and mm-hmm. they were the last person to know the language. That's a fucking bummer. Yeah, right? yeah, <laughs> yeah. And there's it no sucks. There's no real bookkeeping and stuff like that, and so it's not like they, it's not like they would use the same letters as we would. So but I think like. that there is, there's also um, through intense like study and uh, indigenous scholars and linguists, um, a lot of lost languages have been uh, have been revitalized. That's cool. Uh, yeah, it's really cool. Like the I've learned a little bit about how they do it, and it's. Um, it's quite fascinating. So what they say is now what we say is that languages haven't died there asleep. Oh, yeah. I like so that. A language can go to sleep for many years and then it can reawaken. Oh, totally into that. I looked on YouTube the other day. I don't know why I go down holes and it, it had like aromatic, aromatic, aromatic. Yeah. Somebody was speaking the old languages and I was like, it sounded, it sounded so like my bones were shaking to hear yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. Yeah. Yeah. People yeah. used to speak like that. 
Yeah. How do you say, like, I love you? (laughs) Sweet nothings. In a lot of those old languages, I love you is just throwing rocks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We didn't have love. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? I did find um, there was a skeleton long, long time ago, but it was found, like, like caveman days. He was in his 30s, and um, he was basically born with conditions that... He wouldn't have been alive unless he had help from a tribe or a group of people. Mm-hmm. So people have been, like, helping each other for a very long time. I think it's a thing where we're like, oh, cavemen were very selfish and, like, beat them over the head. But they would, like, help people. Yeah, they had to live communally. Yeah, or else you'd die. Yeah, totally. For sure. And there's, uh, there's lots of cases of, of stuff like that. People, I mean, inherently, you would like to believe that we're all here to help each other. You know, you would, yeah. but yeah. You know, a lot of times uh, greed gets in the way. You well, know, in Lakota, there's a term called teospaye, which is uh, the mean, the word for family, but it doesn't mean just your mother, father, siblings, uh, or grandparents. It means the community that essentially we live within that includes cousins and friends and aunts and uncles and the weight that is given to the, the, the uh, weight of value, like the... Um, you know how usually in our in our colonized way, mm-hmm. we are like, my wife or my husband is number one. Like, that's the person I give the most value to or whatever. Or my <laughs> child. Uh, and then my my significant other. And then my parents. And you, we, we have these ways of uh, relating to each other that are very different. And, um, you know, pre-colonial Lakota people have a teospae, which is basically a... Yeah, a kinship with the people that are helping you raise the kids, and the and it it is, I love it because it gives as a single woman with no kids, (laughs) it gives a value to an aunt, for example, that is like a mom. You know, like that person is just as important to a child's life as a parent. I like that. You know, and it it is it it speaks to that mindset that it's like no we we are very all of us have a really important role in this community and we value each other as such because without this person like we aren't going to have these things yeah. you know except for Steve fuck that guy fuck Steve man <laughs> fuck Steve he is not in my kin folk if you run your own business you're used to doing it all but if you're struggling just to get through your to-do list honeybook can help When you started your business, did you dream about all those admin tasks like drafting proposals and contracts and tracking down payments? If that wasn't part of your vision, you need HoneyBook. HoneyBook is an online business management tool that organizes your client communications, bookings, contracts, and invoices all in one place. HoneyBook makes it simple to run your business better. Professional templates, e-signatures, and built-in automation keeps everything on track and makes you look good. They can even consolidate services you already use, like QuickBooks, Google Suite, Excel, and MailChimp Gmail. It's the number one choice for client and business management for freelancers and business owners. We're a mom-and-pop business ourselves here at Last Podcast, and we use it. Save time to do more of what you love with HoneyBook. And right now, HoneyBook is offering our listeners 50% off when you visit HoneyBook.com slash brighter. Payment is flexible, and this promotion applies whether you pay monthly or annually. 
Go to honeybook.com slash brighter for 50% off your first year. That's honeybook.com slash brighter. How are the Lakotas doing these days? How was the... Uh, How's everything back home? I mean, the Lakota people are fighters. Uh, there are... And we don't just live on the reservations. Um, and, uh, you know, I think that there's... In general, we are seen as, like... We are the people that you see in Dances with Wolves. Like, that's... Yeah. The Lakota people are, like, overrepresented, I think, in, like, the... In what Hollywood not understands as native people. And it's mostly what, uh, Montana, South Dakota? Yeah, it's like the Great Plains. Okay. Um, so, yeah, we have um, several several uh, reservations um, in South Dakota and North Dakota. Um, and the Lakota people are part of the Ocheti Shakowin, which is a seven council fires, which includes Lakota, Dakota, and Nakota people mm -hmm. that kind of spans uh, from the Great Lakes region all the way over to Wyoming. Um, that sounds really beautiful, like rolling hills. Oh, yeah, baby. Green grass. We are buffalo people. We are yeah. horse thieves. Like, we are plains people through and through. Man, I went to the um, Autry Museum not too long oh, ago, yeah. and there's some really cool uh, indigenous... Uh, um, the exhibits there that you got to go check out if you haven't seen it. Mm -hmm, uh, it's mm -hmm. really beautiful art. Um, I wish I remember the fellows' names. I, I'll look it up. Uh, put it towards the end of the show. But uh, there was what they also have like a bunch of like cowboy shit there, obviously. Yeah. And there was one gun there that was used by this guy, and he said he killed like a hundred thousand buffalo with it. Just yeah. like, like, like we thumbs up, bud. We fucking wiped. Talk about that is a, a species <laughs> that we have wiped off the earth. And we now still, we got buffalo still, though. Yeah, but now they're in cages and we're eating oh. them. You know, like yeah. it's it's different. They're not like really roaming the plains like they used to. Now, yeah. as a Louisiana girl, I do respect the use every part of an animal because I'll eat chicken hearts. You know, yeah. you will. I'm still. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't into I that. No. Yeah. Liver? But I do, I, I will, you know, if there is any leftover, uh, you know, crackers at a, at a, at a party, I'll take them home. I'll oh, eat yeah. all that part of the buffalo. Use the whole cracker. <laughs> the cracker and the bread part. <laughs> <laughs> is there any cheese? <laughs> um, yeah. Now, now, well, now that, that's very interesting because there is like crazy weight problems within, the, within the community. And, and a lot of it, you would think, like, you go back in your head, it's like, oh, you know, they're just growing corn and shit, you know, but it's like, that's not what really what's happening, is you would go back to the food deserts, like yeah. we were talking about earlier at the top of the show, it's like the food that is available to them is just processed sugar, bullshit, and just, like, weird little... Just like packets of stuff and just all salt and, you know. It's not no, good for you. It's, not, it's everything that's not good for you. Mm -hmm. And it's like, when did, like, when did it, like, change? When did it, like, lose its way? It's kind of, well, it's like the diets. Uh, specifically, I'll speak only for my, the what I know about the Lakota people, which um, yeah. we are, not only were we, like, um you know, living by the migratory migratory patterns of the buffalo, and this is true for actually all native tribes uh, on this land, um, is that people we imagine because we have been sold this story that 
the land of the Americas, the West, and the, you know, all of this land is just wild, untamed, like, <laughs> fertile land, you know, like, there's rolling waves of grain. <laughs> the reality is, is that Native people on, on all of this land, all of Turtle Island, have spent a millennia cultivating and maintaining this land like a gigantic function organic farm like the most sustainable resource mm-hmm. that you could possibly cultivate like big breasted woman yes. full of milk yes um and we've and we've been and it's hard work to do that you yeah. know so you you are we are um amazing planters and growers we work with what naturally grows in the, in the land and um you know now speaking to what you're talking about you know with the issue of what we now call food deserts um which is an interesting term that i that some native people have stopped using the term food deserts because it implies that food doesn't grow in the desert but many indigenous people Figured cultivated the desert so yeah. oh. is it really a desert i don't know snakes <laughs> uh yeah snakes. crickets uh, <laughs> yeah i think that like so for example uh the tribe that the nation that i am enrolled in is called the minikanju lakota the minikanju <clears throat> is a word that means um i believe it means uh grows uh, uh, plants by the river which mm. means that we are people that were notorious for growing corn and edible you know mm. plants um, and using the the waterways the Missouri River specifically to do so did you and, ever bathe in the river naked and watch a prince uh, not I <laughs> <laughs> not yet but now that you mention it um, that's how you get a husband <laughs> But yeah, I think that um, over the course, I mean, food specifically has been a way for the government to, uh, a a tool of colonization, a tool of settler settler colonialism. (laughs) You mentioned the decimation of the buffalo. That was a planned part of the project where they decided we're going to starve the natives. If we can't kill them, we are going to starve them. So we're going to say free reign get on this train it's a buff a, a buffalo hunt come on this circus ride you get to point like gentlemen from all around it's this great wild west experience you get yeah. to go on this train and point a gun out the thing and we'll train past herds of buffalo and you just boom, 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 take them out don't even not even for the meat you yeah know? you don't collect them you just leave them yeah there and just let them leaving rot. them horrible horrible yeah, no, yeah. Millions of buffalo. And I bet it stinks, too, because they're all rotting meat. There's totally. flies everywhere. It's not good. Worms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Coyotes just ripping their bodies apart. Yeah. yeah. Disease. Um, yeah, so, like, that was a thing. And then also people were separated from their land. So reservations aren't, like, it wasn't like, oh, they they seem to be uh, kind of existing here, so we'll just, like, draw boundaries. No. What they did was they create, the government created these plots of land that were in the general region, and they took tribes from all over the country, and they said, we're going to march you to this plot of land. Yeah. So then you have uh, the convergence of different people from different <coughs> nations coming onto this land and uh they don't necessarily get along not necessarily no and also the the um the separation of land means you're separated from 
the the means by which you know how to cultivate the land. You're no longer yeah. cultivating your own land. Yeah, generations and generations have taught you how to grow this there. Yes. That you can't grow that there. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's like you just going to live on the moon. Like, right. All right. It's time to live on the moon. And Get right. used to it. Yeah. Figure it out. And you find places like that were, were reservations, like the Black Hills. You find gold in it, and then everyone's out. Exactly. You everyone then you out. move everybody out of the Black Hills. Um, so that is... It's in, so what I get very concerned because my podcast is all about weight stigma and the the stigma that people of size or people with fatness or pe- fat people have you know all the stigma about like fatness equals ill health and whatever and I am also empowered by what's happening on a lot of different um, tribal nations which is this movement toward food sovereignty which is the rediscovery of the of land sovereignty through cultivating traditional foods and it's essentially like uh what it looks like is that you know uh tribal leaders will uh you know create community gardens on tribal land that Mm -hmm. grows traditional foods and it's a lot of um also um knowledge sharing between generations so it's rebuilding the communication sources that we were once using to pass down our traditions and also cultivating traditional food that is biologically, you know, just truly like on a cellular level connecting us to our land, reconnecting us. Better for you. Tomatoes. Get get some cucumbers in there. Whatever, whatever they grow there, you know, which is, it's, it's, and it's hard to find in a lot of these places. Um, I want to talk about one more sad thing, and then we're, <laughs> and then we're going to start getting positive. Okay. okay. Um, one of the other major problems that we haven't touched in this episode right now is uh, drug and alcohol addiction. Addiction. It is uh, very prevalent. It is uh, is and it is very predatory by the communities that live next to the reservations. Um, in the uh, what I've what I found from. Um, Pine, I'm, a lot of my, like I said, a lot of my research comes from the Pine Ridge, but right next to Pine Ridge is this town called White Clay, and this has since changed and got better, but for decades it wasn't. And uh, do you know you know about White Clay? Um, yeah. It's a town of forty-one people. I know people. mostly about Pine Ridge, but yeah. yeah. Is it White Clay? I imagine it's is, similar to other border towns. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a town of forty-one white people, and they have four liquor stores in this town. And they sell millions of cans of beer a year, even though 41 people live there. And they are selling it. And on Pine Ridge, they made alcohol illegal because of the amount of DUI-related deaths and just just sheer just mayhem that, yeah. is, that has been caused by alcohol and drugs. And alcohol, you know, leads to drugs and, you know, poor decision-making. I drink, but it's different when you have nothing to live for. <laughs> and you're, and it's very poverty. Poverty, it's different. Mm-hmm. When you're living, when you spend your last three dollars on a tall beer, you know that's different. Mm-hmm. You know that's a different situation. That's not enjoying a spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that is that is trying to forget everything that's around you. And uh, and it is white clay. Uh, they stopped, but they had a town of forty-one people. Then four liquor stores, and eventually it was stopped. Diane Sawyer went in and started yelling at everybody. Oh man, she's yeah, like, scary. <laughs> yeah, nah. But uh, real ally. <laughs> <laughs> but it is um, that is, it is. Oh shit! Diane Sawyer's here. She yeah. breaks up the party. <laughs> no, put the beer away. <laughs> <laughs> 
the main issue with a lot of the drugs that uh, that are going into these communities is, I mean, this is going to sound really shitty to say, but they're not good drugs. They're like it's not cocaine. It's mostly meth, a bunch of other shit mixed in with a tiny bit of cocaine that's sold as cocaine, and so you're getting all these weird chemicals rushing through your body, and your you know your your body becomes weaker and starts eating itself. And then when you're living in such poverty where there's no true homes and everyone's in a mobile home and there's, you know, it's getting to negative 30 degrees sometimes and there's holes in your ground and, you know, there's no structures. There's no, um, they asked, they asked one of the community organizers the thing they want the most. And she said, we need homeless shelters. We don't have that. People are just straight up living in the living, not, there is no street. They're just living in nothingness, and it's, and it, it is, it is just showing me. I'm sorry. It's like I keep saying the same thing over and over again. That we are trying to fucking murder these people and refusing to help. Because when you say they're on the reservation, you just wipe your hands clean. Not our problem anymore. But the fact is, you're still Americans, and they're still part of this country, and they vote, and you know, it's so it's. What are we doing? Why are we? Why is no one noticed? And I think a lot of it is because there is poverty all over this nation. There's mm-hmm. poverty in Los Angeles, extreme poverty with the Hispanic community and the Black community. But the thing is, for me, why I think that we're not helping the Native American community is they're not in our zeitgeist. You know, we're not listening to their music. We're not watching their movies, and it's not like. There's even a, an opportunity to. To be fair, we're not making movies. You don't so. have a chance to make movies. You don't. There's yeah. no proper. You're not. Yeah. No one is teaching you it's an option when you're in school. There isn't right. a video camera that's put in your hands and you're saying, "Learn this artistic thing." Right. You know, you're not. It's not even. You're not even given the opportunity to learn and realize that you might like this kind of art, or and then and then also you're just there's lots of gangs and it is. And it comes down to the lack of police that are able to help police these areas. And I don't even know what my fucking point is, but I feel like people need to think about this shit. <laughs> well, I will argue that it, it to me it doesn't come down to that there's a lack of police. Because ultimately the in- existence of indigenous people positions are... We, we need... I don't want to be uh, super anti-cop... But you can police I, yourselves. But I am I was I am raised by a people who are very anti military like just we've just been going head to head with the US government for ages, you know? Like so yeah. so and the and you know, when we do try to exercise our sovereignty and stand up for ourselves and, and, and make these claims the same ones that you're saying right now, um, we are confronted with police. That's what we are given, right? So when we try to say, hey, we don't want this pipeline on our land. Take it up to Bismarck, fucker. Like, d- go in the white town if you think it's so safe to run this pipeline through people's land. Yeah. Uh, we don't want it. We're met with uh, police and their and and donated milita- militarized, you know, uh, vehicles and, and, you know, that kind of warfare. So yeah. I actually think that the answer to these issues is more visibility in mainstream culture, um, 
that, you know, exactly kind of just to reiterate what you're saying, um, more advocacy at a federal level, uh, you know, and um, more autonomy. We just, we want to be our own people. We don't want to be, we didn't agree to be a part of this government system. We actually didn't. We have been forced to be a part of this nation, but we have our own nations and we have self-governance and we have opportunities to exercise those things. And when it's met with resistance from the federal government, who's more powerful than us, um, that's problematic. Um, what if we donated cameras to certain tribes and like, hey, y'all go film uh, your day-to-day life or whatever you find interesting? I think that like that is a, a, a simple solution to a larger issue, which is that just like any... Um, any group of people that experiences poverty. I mean, I was a teacher in the Bronx for mm-hmm. yeah. several years, and um, you know, I worked in one of the poorest congressional school districts that was right across the river from the most wealthy congressional district in the nation. So, I do think that you know, w- there is a gap in resources for sure. There's a huge thing like you know ca- money and cameras and and mm. things that we want to like see these artistic programs, yeah, sports, things you like know, resources like, yeah. or something. It's not like you guys have a fucking football team, <laughs> sure. But also, uh, there is a gap in access. There's a gap in opportunity, and there's a you know when we have when we have systemic gaps in things like representation in the government, we're not going to get funding for things, you know. Yeah. And, and when we don't have representation. Um, in uh, like education spaces we're not having deeper discussions about how we can create education systems that are meaningful and equitable so while yes I wish that the answer would be just to flood reservations with cameras or with whatever it may be with guitars um, I actually think um, what we need is more programs that um Genuine that are researched to know that they lift people out of poverty. Yeah. And that would be access to education, yeah. access to higher education, especially. Are there any programs you know that we can personally donate to? Um, gosh. Um, there are so, there are a lot of different programs that we could, oh God, I should, I should just get my computer out and just list a bunch. Um, I mean, we can always put it in, the, oh, we can even just put it in the description. Yeah. Gets a lot. We'll do that. Yeah. We'll do that. Um, I'll, I'll list a bunch of organizations, um, that, uh, that have to do with the various things that we're talking about because there, there are so many access points that we could, you know, depending on what you're interested in, whether it's tribal food sovereignty and that's something you want to donate money to, to like help a a tribe build a community garden like that exists. There's youth programs on reservations. There's, you know, that's something that my, my, I donate to and my sister donates to are our own tribal uh, youth programs that help with like. Um, what we're talking about here, which is addiction, substance abuse, you know, issues and um, giving young people a safe place to get therapy. Um, Because what we're seeing now is that with 
intergenerational poverty and with this access gap and this hopelessness, this general feeling of I am not seen by the larger world. I don't see myself reflected in mainstream spaces. Uh, this ho general hopelessness really affects young people. And we see our suicide rates just spike among yeah. young people and teen suicide and teen pregnancy and these kinds of avenues where, again, we see this happen in every impoverished community. This is not new shit. <laughs> the way that we would handle this is not in any way new or different. We just no. need to give these these populations uh, visibility. Yeah, because yeah. it's not different, but the rates are much higher. And, yeah. And it is, uh, it is, and I feel like it's the forgotten of everything and it needs to talk to people about it. That is, that is my brighter side is this needs to be an issue that is talked about more any way you can. If there's any kind of like traveling exhibit museum nearby, most places have native American museums that you can go check out. There's a really cool one in battery park in New York. That's free. It's oh. one of the free museums in New York city. Go check that out. The Autry museum is only $12. That shit was cool. <laughs> I would say also like read literature by native authors. That is one way an entrance into knowing the depth and the breadth of the native experience in co contemporary culture. Right now, for months, I've been reading and kind of research going down these rabbit holes um, based upon this book by um, a um, cool Wichasha Lakota man named uh, Nick Estes, and he, uh, he is he wrote a book called. Um, our history is the future and mm. it's about standing rock and he relates the standing rock pipeline uh the no dapple um land protection movement to early settler colonialism on the missouri river and how all of these things are continue to happen in the exact same way it's just a different time people are wearing different outfits but the same shit is happening and it's really really well researched it's an amazing book but there's also, you know, fiction and comic books by Native people. And, you know, there's, like, movies. And I'm trying to get, you know, write te television for Native people. And yeah. there's, you know, there's all kinds of things. Like, we do just need to ingest more from Native people. I'm reading an Indian in Guatemala. Have you heard of that one? Mm -mm. She's a Native woman in South America. And it's just, it's a heavy thing. Yeah. It's heavy, man. Yeah. Um, but it's written really, really well. It's just very conversationally. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. There's a book by Tommy Orange that is recently on the New York Times bestseller list called There, There, um, about growing up as a Native uh, man in Oakland. Um, <coughs> there's a book called Heartberries by Therese Milo. There's also a humorist who I am friends with. Her name is Tiffany Midge, and she wrote a book of Native essays that are funny. So, okay. You Great. know, that kind of stuff is exists. We just have to push it. Push it. We push gotta ingest it. it. Get if you want to learn about American culture and American history, this is where it starts. And yeah, you got to be a part of it. And you got to know about everyone who lives amongst you. And they live everywhere. It's 1% of the entire population of this country. And that may sound like a small number, but not when that number is three fucking million. Uh, <laughs> and so, I mean, to get to know the people around you and just to have some fucking compassion. And <laughs> you, God! It's a fucking compassion. Look on the fucking brighter side, Jesus! <laughs> 
Um, my favorite, who I will suggest, uh, who we'll hear a song from later on, is uh, he's a country star named Marty Stewart. He's uh, he's cool as hell. Do you listen to Marty uh-uh. Stewart at all? He's great. Uh, we'll uh, we'll listen to his song. Uh, so you want to be an Indian later on? Uh, he's badass. Uh, I saw him. Uh, I saw him open up for Steve Miller, and it was very uh, emotional and very cool. You got to check him out and just look for it. It's hard to find because it's that's fucked up. And once you find something you like, tell your friends about it and just keep passing it around because it's. Don't forget about Americans. Don't forget about the people who you... I know if you listen to this in another country, you're like, ah, well, you got your own natives. Learn about them. You know, so it's just... (laughs) But don't forget about, you know, where where this country comes from. Uh, Is there anything else that would... Anything else positive uh, you would like to... Any any suggestions? uh, Where is some... What is the... What is the... What is one of your happiest Lakota memories? You know, stuff like that. You know, um, gosh, there's so much that I feel good about. I love our people. There's a sh- there's a show every I think there's a show coming up uh, around the day before Thanksgiving at UCB Franklin in Los Angeles. So if you're here in L.A., there's some, some native people doing improv. We just had a the uh, our yearly uh, show at UCB Sunset, which was a comedy show with all native people. Wow. Um, so we exist. We're doing comedy. We're 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 writing. um I was I just was published in a young adult uh, novel with an essay about being um, a young chubby native and what it was like to exist as a young girl who was chubby in a white world, but also what it was like in a native experience as well. So I would say I'm fu- I fucking love us. I think yeah. native people are cool as shit. Uh, we are we are exciting we're having a a bit of a come up i think we're about to experience something really cool um and yeah i don't know that's awesome you're positive baby i like it you gotta be yeah you gotta be you can't just wallow in your shit and you get nowhere i've been i've wallowed before and it's not cool yeah that's my stage right now i gotta get out of it (laughs) you got uh, passion though and boy does that give me a native boner i gotta say <laughs> oh, man. And I guarantee if you do research it, it's cool. Any movie that you that is respectful, not John Wayne movies, but like any movie that's respectful to Native Americans, when you watch it, you're like, oh man, that's fucking cool. So it's just like you know, they slap bears in the face. You know, like fucking like learn about this shit. <laughs> yeah, but also give us the time to get make our own movies about us. Amen. That would be great. That be that would be great, and yes, like uh, what was the one I just saw that was really cool? Wind River was a very cool, mm. great movie. But wasn't that in the eyes of a white man though? It was. That's yes. kind of like yeah, yeah. It was about the white FBI. It was. It was two white saviors for sure. Yes, but no question about it. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but a great film, great top notch. <laughs> it really, it really was. <laughs> But you, you know, like get it on top of that. That shit. actress was right? beautiful. <laughs> Who's oh, that yeah. actress's name? She's gorgeous. Oh, the one with the one line. <laughs> oh, she did have one line. She just kind of walked around yeah, pretty. She was beautiful, and then she was killed. Right? Yes, yes. Yeah. But so that's what we're up against. <laughs> <laughs> Write something. Be yeah, a part of it. Be man. critical. Be critical of these things that we watch. I also encourage us to yes, consume consume media by native people. Like it's like it's like the same thing. If we're watching the what is the movie about the the white girl who's the 
who there's a oh. no no <laughs> tip a tay to win the first thing is no tip a tay and a win tip a tay <laughs> holy shit but no not now I'm, I'm talking about the movie about the black housekeepers and uh oh the, the pie help. the help yeah the help yeah. right so like the help is clearly like written by a white person right and yeah. like so that is like, yeah, we can support black people by watching The Help? No, let's fucking watch Black Panther. Like, let's watch mm-hmm. things that are made by the people who are giving their authentic point of view. And I feel that it's way about cooler. Native people yeah. very strongly. And you, they could do a good crossover with The Help and Nell and call it The Nell. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Nell uh, as a house housekeeper. <laughs> Just like pots and pans together. <laughs> like, I'm gonna start a book club. She makes a poo-poo pie, but just throws it across the road. <laughs> All right. Well, you wrap it up. This has been very positive, and thank you for coming over. Yeah, thanks for having me. Both. Yeah. You're such really a sweetheart. How do people find you again? You got the you, Women of Size uh, podcast. Yep, I got a podcast called Women of Size. You can find that at womanofsize.com or on Apple Podcasts. It's all about uh, weight. Uh, weight-based discrimination and and also marginalized narratives from femmes and women people who identify as women um uh but also like i'm just around doing comedy and trying to get jobs in television and you can check me out at janishmeeting.com i believe in you you're gonna get a job this year oh i gotta yeah. send that out <clears throat> yeah Love that good positive energy <laughs> me too all right guys this has been the brighter side of cynics look at optimism Thank you so much, Jana, for joining us. Amber, as always. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Amber oh. Smelson, Eddie Toons on Twitter and Instagram. Um, the Brighter Side LPN on Instagram and Twitter. Um, that is, uh, I think that's the whole shebang, right? That's all, folks. Thank you, Fernando, for joining us today and helping uh, take over Eddie's duties while he's out sick with some, uh, I don't know, whooping cough, we'll call it. Uh, <laughs> uh, taking us out today is Marty Stewart so you want to be an Indian uh, check it out and um, just be good to yourselves guys uh, love you so you want to be an Indian an original American ride a horse wild and free put war paint on your skin You think my life's a story Like a movie on TV But if you want a taste Of hell on earth Come hang around with me This show is made possible By listeners like you Thanks to our ad sponsors You can support our shows by supporting them For more shows like the one you just listened to Go to lastpodcastnetwork.com Addiction plays hardball. He would hit me with these verbal attacks. I just said to him, I love you so much. You're such an amazing person. I can't take this ride anymore. It was the fact that dad made that sentiment and broke down. And years later, he told me it had a huge impact on him. Sometimes doing what's right for your loved one is the hardest thing to do. Karen is that right thing. Visit caron.org slash lost. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. 
Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.